Hi, welcome to another episode of the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. The show is designed for you, the marketer or entrepreneur, who may be looking for more effective ways to connect better with audiences through the exciting world of visual storytelling. We will introduce you to inspiring experts from diverse industries that bring fresh perspectives on how to capture attention, build trust, emotional empathy, and last but not least, drive business results. Enjoy the show. Well, hi, and welcome to another episode of Visual Storytelling Today podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to touch on a very interesting uh, topic. If you recall, I already covered a uh, this whole brave new world of volumetric video storytelling. And that was in the context of much more kind of heavy duty equipment in order to create really immersive experiences. But today I wanted to kind of focus on something much more accessible that actually brings up the title for this episode, which is how does AI democratize volumetric videos for brands? So these days, as we all know, AI is getting mainstream. And so this is, a, I thought, an interesting uh, you know, intersection between the, the emergence of AI and volumetric videos and make it accessible to more brands to tell richer stories. So to help me with this uh, topic today, I invited uh, Shoyan's Jane. He is the head of product marketing at Volograms. And I came across his uh, interesting uh, panel discussion at the recent uh, Northern Digital Storytelling Festival. And I was really intrigued. I downloaded the app <laughs> and started experimenting with it. And I found it uh, really uh, allowing you to do amazing things with it and embedding uh, 3D uh, characters in different uh, surfaces and environments. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Shreyans. Uh, thanks so much, Slogi. And I'm uh, really glad you joined the conversation, uh, the session the other day, and uh, I'm here yeah. speaking with you. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it's always amazing when technology can uh, <clears throat> provide such great advantages uh, from yesterday, where you needed to, you know, huge budget in order to create volumetric videos. And today with AI and predictive analytics, you can pretty much achieve a very close results. So I thought this is a, a fantastic opportunity to kind of uh, dig deeper uh, on this uh, uh, emerging space. But before we get started, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got uh, involved in uh, AI powered volumetric videos and and I, I understand that Volograms is based in uh, Dublin, Ireland, Ireland, which is a, another interesting uh, uh, point to the story. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, when I joined Volograms, the idea was not, so I joined Volograms back in 2020. Uh -huh. And uh, the idea at that time was not to join a team doing AI-based volumetric video. I think as, as, as things happened um, with COVID, with the like ever-changing world in terms of how content needs to be created and consumed. Yep. We ended up pivoting to AI-powered volumetric videos, which now <laughs> has made life really easy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, just to take a little bit of step back from that, uh, I've, I've pretty much worked in marketing all my life. Uh, I started working in digital marketing back in 2013 when uh, mm -hmm. it was still a new thing. And yep. the content at that time mostly just meant written content that you could distribute 
through different platforms and mostly optimize for uh, the search engines because that was one of the biggest places where you would consume yeah. content or learn about things from. Um, and that was like back in 2013. Now we've moved to so many different kinds of content. And during these years, I also learned about uh, video and social media marketing. Uh, during my stint as an entrepreneur, uh, running a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand. Mm. And um, I've been interested in content and how the evolution uh, has happened uh, in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was doing my MBA uh, from the University of Oxford, uh, which is when I stumbled across this opportunity to uh, pretty much establish the marketing function mm -hmm. uh, at Holograms in their early years. And uh, I did not know about the technology as much. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a little bit of understanding of uh, what augmented reality, virtual reality will look like. Uh, right. Is, but again, I, I was not, I think I'm still not a complete expert. The 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 whole industry is moving at, at a right. pace that it's so hard to keep up. Uh, I'm still not an expert, but- Yeah, it's uh, actually important to say that you're not uh, coming from an engineering background. You're actually a marketer, a business uh, perspective, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I it, it was important for me to look, look at everything from a marketer point of view, but at the same time, because- mm -hmm. This was a technology that people did not know about. Uh, I had to get my hands dirty in trying to understand the technology. I remember initial days when uh, lockdown happened right before, like right after I joined Volograms. I used to jump on calls with our CEO and yeah. like our technology lead to understand uh -huh. what volumetric video is because um, initial in initial days I did not understand uh, how texture and meshes and 3D models right. work uh, because yeah. you never get into that nitty gritties when you're, you're you're doing content marketing in general or recording no, a video. You all. never think about uh, how video <laughs> is uh, photos or images playing at 30 frames per second. You never think about it. That no, you just, it's a given. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You just yeah. take it for granted and what matters for you is, okay, if the output is good enough, if the output can help me achieve my KPIs, and if it is something that the end customer will like. Right. So, uh, for me, joining uh, and, and leading marketing for Volograms meant that I'm not only understanding the technology, but also uh, from a marketing point of view, translating mm. the technology that we're building into something that's understandable by people. Got um, it. Which is deviating from your question a little bit, but again, uh, like the magic moment uh, was not a particular magic moment. Uh, <laughs> you just uh, came across I, the opportunity, basically. <laughs> yes, I came across the opportunity. And what excited right. uh, me about it after uh, mm. the first few conversations was um, how uh, currently, like the team, the, the team at that time believed mm. humans are at the center of every piece of content that is created right now. So Got you it. look at photos, you look at videos, humans are at the center of every piece of content. <clears throat> and we believe that in the next revolution when AR, VR become a more uh, integral part of our lifestyle, humans will still be at the center of all the content uh, that is consumed right now. If you go to your YouTube or your Instagram or your TikTok, uh, you will see real humans in there. And uh, we believe that humans will be at the center of the next generation of content creation. That's, right. that's really an important uh, point that you're making and that I picked up on uh, uh, the conversation in that panel as well is that uh, the centrality of uh, putting uh, people uh, as the focus of uh, the, 
in this case, volumetric videos, just because uh, there is an emotional uh, response when you see other person in a photo or a video, uh, unlike if it's just going to be just an abstract landscape. So we respond much better when we have people uh, in a visual uh, story. So that's a, it's a great point you're making here. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's absolutely right. And <clears throat> I think uh, as as humans and social beings, we're used to interacting with real people. Yeah. And uh, as as great as these new avatars are, the uh, the digital characters are. Right. I think um, it needs a huge shift in in the way we think and we function to for them to replace like, to humanize them basically. Yes, because. Uh, it's it's again. I'm not a brain scientist, but it's something trick like ticks in your brain uh, every time you see uh, a digital yeah. avatar not moving the right way. Even right. if their shoulder movement is not right or the way they move their lips while yeah. talking is not right, you can instantly tell that okay, that's not a real human. Right. And your perspective towards whatever you are looking at completely changes. This is so, so true. So it actually works on two levels in essence. One is the fact that you. The fact that you actually use humans or people uh, as part of the visual by default is going to bring up response. But the fact that you use not just uh, humans that it looks like uh, real people and not like avatars that are kind of uh, you know placeholders, that fact is also that realism is also improving uh, the response because it's not like. You know, as you said, like a digital replica, it's actual real person, the way it looks and move in a 3D environment. So it's kind of works on two levels, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that does not take away the fact that avatars will not be important to the uh, right. the way we consume content <clears throat> in the future. I think games will still be around uh, like digital avatar characters. And yeah. there might be other cases where digital avatars prove more helpful. Um, but uh, humans at the center of things will still be important. That's what we believe in. And yeah. that's that's pretty much what convinced me to uh, be a part of this team because as someone who's done content pretty much all his professional life, I've, uh, I, I realized that uh, I, I could be in the center of uh, a technology that is adopted yeah. and is used by people. No, that's amazing. Millions and millions of people around the world. Uh, just how normal video content like video creation is so common now and you wouldn't have thought about it maybe yeah. back in early 2000s uh, where it was only accessible <clears throat> to people with good cameras exactly uh, and uh, even consumption of those videos was very difficult up until maybe youtube came in and streaming sure. became easier uh, before that i remember you had to download all those videos which would take hours on your terrible internet speed exactly uh, the dial-up um, connections then, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so. but uh, now it's 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 as easy as, as just uh, scrolling on your feed and watching every for video. sure so, for sure uh, yeah content is what drives me uh, mm. as a marketer and uh, we believe that volumetric video of like humans in 3d will be at the center of the content that is consumed yeah that makes a lot of sense future. No, definitely, for sure. A question I ask all my guests, you know, since I'm uh, coming from the visual storytelling space, uh, I'm always curious to know how people from different backgrounds see what is visual storytelling in your mind? 
Oh, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I I really like that question because it's it, it's so broad. It's got so many. Yeah, you can feel parts. it any way you like. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and there are so many moving parts as well to visual storytelling now with mm -hmm. accessibility of tools and distribution yep. platforms. And um, I think the way uh, visual storytelling has evolved in the last few years has been nothing short of incredible. I, mm -hmm. I think it took us no time to move from uh, just consuming, say, movies to YouTube to Instagram to TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, in a video format, and I'm not even considering the other areas of evolution in animation, illustration, or just like text-based yeah. content. Yeah. Um, but uh, in, in general, I think like visual, visual storytelling is about using different visual tools to tell your story, and it's become more now about repurposing your content. Mm -hmm. I think we have so many different platforms. We have people on like people living on the internet on so many different platforms and your potential customers living on so many different platforms that you can create one piece of content, but you can reach your potential target audience on so many different platforms through that same piece of content. So if it is, uh, for example, we talk about the podcast that you're creating and yeah. <clears throat> uh, your target audience are marketeers uh, and mm -hmm. advertisers that right. want to know about the technology. Um, you might find them on LinkedIn where uh, you right. share maybe a, a, a small clip of this. You might find them through SEO uh, by optimizing the transcript of this. Uh, you might find them on TikTok where uh, someone's yeah. going through mar marketing videos on TikTok and your video comes. That's actually a great example because uh, actually this podcast is uh, distributed in three ways as a video, like I'm recording this in video and uh, it's going to be on YouTube and social, but also yeah. on as an audio on podcast networks and three as a blog post story. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes, exactly. So like repurposing for audio mm -hmm. as well so that your potential customers can consume the content yep. on yep. the go while they're biking, right. while they're driving, while they're cooking food. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a different way. And now we are connected to the internet in so many different ways that for me, visual storytelling, obviously it's always about the story that you're trying to tell uh, obviously, it's about the first piece of content you create, but the evolution in how you can repurpose it uh, so that you can reach your target audience in different ways uh, Absolutely. is what is uh, uh, has completely changed the, the the way it works now. Yeah, it's a great it's a great point you're making about the adapting the the story, the visual story to different platforms where you can consume it uh, the way you want it through audio or video or written word. And the other flavor it, I would say, is also this whole notion of transmedia storytelling, where basically you start the story on one, you know, on YouTube and complete it on, you know, on a podcast. So there is a continuity. It's not the same story, it's just another part in the journey uh, in the story, another chapter. So that's another uh, interesting uh, use case I've started seeing. Yeah, and it's a great way to engage and probably bring your audience to uh, follow you on different platforms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a great way to keep them engaged on different platforms and stay connected with them on different platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that we kind of uh, covered the first level of <laughs> your your backstory, you know, your point of view about visual storytelling in general, 
I'm sure my audience is, is, is dying to hear about uh, Volograms and what are they and how to use AI to democratize uh, volumetric videos, make them more accessible to people and uh, to create. Yeah, um, so I can, uh, sorry, I, I think there was like a couple of parts. So I'll yeah. quickly talk about sure. um, like my work at Volograms yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can talk about what Volograms are and then the last bit about like AI as well. Um, I think working at Volograms has been uh, a pretty, like, really exciting because you get to be a part uh, of a team that's in very early stage. Mm -hmm. But being uh, being part of an early stage startup also means that you have to wear different hats right. uh, at different parts of the journey. Um, but if I have to mention it in one sentence, I think I'm responsible for marketing and growth at Volograms. Right. Um, in general, uh, my responsibilities include acting as the bridge between our early users, customers, and the product team so that I can translate the needs of our customers by talking to them, uh, doing uh, customer interviews, uh, by mm. looking at behavioral analytics on our, uh, on our products into something that the product team can understand. And at the same time, translate the complex technical technology that we are building into something that most of the people out there can understand. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. While helping them yeah. with the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's so cool. And, you know, when you talk about uh, the, the work you're doing, who is, uh, you? would you say, your ideal customer? Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's a very <laughs> good question. And I think I'm still finding an answer to that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if that doesn't sound too weird, but uh, it, it's like thinking who's the ideal customer of of mm. uh, of, of a camera, right? Uh, so a camera is something that can be used by anyone on ev or, or everyone uh, right. in the way they like. Uh, similarly, what we are doing is we are providing people an option to capture humans. Mm. So you can capture humans using your camera uh, in three D. So it's as easy as recording a, a video. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we call a hologram. So you just need to get your mm -hmm. iPhone and yep. uh, use our app to record a person. I um, see. What our AI does after the video is recorded is it uh, captures the video data, some other parameters from the camera, uh, sends it to our server. And uh, what you get at the end is a 3D model. Uh, a hologram is, is what we call it. Uh, and you can then do anything you want to do with that hologram. You can integrate it into Unity, Unreal, the platform of your choice to I create see. immersive experiences. Um, you can use it to create social media content. Um, yeah. I can sit here, I can capture a hologram and I can send it to my friends uh, living across the world and uh, they can create content with my hologram in their living room, wow. um, which completely removes the idea of uh, distance um, if yeah. you're able to do yeah. that. So it, it completely depends on the creativity of the users. Our ideal customers is something that is difficult to define and as a marketer it sometimes kills me that I, I don't know my ideal customer profile or <laughs> ICP as they call it but uh, you have to focus on other aspects of marketing. Hmm. Where but you get both businesses, you get both brands, businesses as clients as well as consumers that uh, individual consumers are testing it uh, for their own social media promotions right yes exactly so uh, it's mm -hmm. individuals as well but when you talk about 
mm-hmm. uh, business customers. Uh, yeah. So for business customers, it's more about generating awareness uh, that might right. not happen directly with brands, mm-hmm. but you might work with uh, studios like AIVR right. studios or marketing agencies uh, and generate awareness about the possibilities that uh, through mm-hmm. your technology. Right. So if you're if you're making them aware about the possibilities of what can happen through this technology. Uh, there are a lot of creative people out there who can start thinking of different solutions. Right. One uh, thing I want to kind of, after... one thing I want to highlight, uh, if people miss that piece, with, which I think it's really incredible, this is like the, you know, the core of the innovation of this technology, is the fact that the AI can actually predict the full 3D of a, of a person you are shooting without the need of, uh, you know, 360 cameras and expensive equipment in order to create that uh, volumetric video of a person. And, and that's the the innovation that this technology is, is bringing in essence, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And like whenever we talk about the AI, I always like to think it in, in like multiple different parts because we're mm-hmm. trying to make life easier for everyone or democratizing it for people right. in different parts. So. First, I think uh, a technology takes the guesswork away uh, while doing a capture because uh, up until our app was launched, if you want to do like capture volumetric video, you need to do it in a studio yeah. with tons of cameras which need to be positioned in the exact right spots. All the cameras need to be synced so that when you take the uh, videos out of them, all of them match per frame and per second of capture. Also, you and put you right, put markers on the body of the, of the person, right? All kinds of those stickers that uh, the cameras can actually detect in in order to build the 3D model. Yes. So if you're doing motion capture as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. you would do something like that uh, mm-hmm. if, if you want to like take. Yeah, right. you can do motion capture yeah. through those things as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so like we're taking the guesswork away in how you can do the capture without so many different cameras. So right. one, it's making it easier to create. Um, second, uh, it's only possible through your mm. mobile. Uh, and uh, probably half of the world or more than half of the world, I'm, I'm not sure about the exact yeah, numbers, yeah. <laughs> but so many people out there like have mobile phones or tablets now. So right. anyone with an access to a mobile phone or an iPhone yeah. can record volumetric videos. And that's, so that's amazing. That, that's really incredible that you kind of encase such great power in a mobile app that uh, before used to take a whole studio <laughs> to execute. Yes. So maybe, you know, just to kind of, since we are, you know, doing this on video as well, let's take the opportunity. Maybe you can share one or two examples from brands you you work as clients, you know, with using the technology. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let me try to share my phone screen because, again, like yeah. I think volumetric video is best seen on mobile in AR. So for any, like for, for this AR experience, as soon as it finds a surface, mm-hmm. you can tap on it. Right. Hello, folks. Oh, there he is. I'm excited to yep. invite you to AWE USA 2022, our best event yet. <laughs> Join the largest conference for AR, VR, and the metaverse with 250 exhibitors, 400 speakers, and the best part, connect with thousands of AR and VR professionals. Right. See you on June 1st through 3rd. So yeah, uh, 
you can do a lot of things. So again, as you can see, this is an AR. Yeah. Um, you can play with the size of the volume. You can place it different it. places, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you can see it wherever you like. Right. So yeah, well, the, one thing you know, to, to kind of uh, distinguish this from AR experiences where you kind of hover your phone, going back to that example and activating the experience. In this case, you basically create a video clips that you can actually plug anywhere after you plug your character in the surface you want. And it's visible like any other video. <laughs> That's that's a great point. Yeah, because I've been playing with it myself, and uh, it was amazing to see, you know, how you can really embed my character on different kind of uh, unexpected, surprising uh, surfaces, and in order to kind of uh, communicate a particular message. So that's kind of it's like using the topography of a, a given space, your desk, your you know, I was actually having a, a coffee break with my wife and I just uh, had it hang on the on the sugar bags. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like anywhere you can think of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think the possibilities for creation are like yeah. endless and you can be as creative as you like. But thinking about it from the perspective of marketeers, sometimes one of the things that's most important for us and like certain kind of marketeers is... Mm -hmm. uh, generating awareness and engagement about something they are doing right. and uh, the the possibilities because this is not only a piece of content that you're consuming but this is a piece of content that you can create with as well so if you look at our app uh, once you get a vologram you can place the vologram in your say living room and yep. you can create a video with it so right uh, imagine having your brand ambassador uh, mm -hmm. of your brand in your living room and every person who engages with the brand ambassador, brand ambassador's vologram creates a video and uh, shares it on their socials or oh. with their friends, which increases the network effect of a piece of content that you are creating many fold. It's like uh, we try to compare it with duets uh, on TikTok sometimes. Yeah. Um, some sort of co-creation that can lead to huge network effects and huge value and yeah. huge engagement for uh, marketers and brands out there. Yeah, because this is what you're talking about is actually a user-generated campaigns that you can do with that. So if we take a, a brand like Aflac, you know, the duck, <laughs> you can actually take this duck and basically, you know, do kind of a hashtag a contest with your audience and ask them to kind of, you know, embed this duck in different uh, imaginative a place places uh, and win a prize at the end, for example, just because of the novelty effect here, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's so there is that there, there are certain limitations because uh -huh. we're still building the technology. Yeah, uh, it's only possible on humans right now. So our AI yeah. is only trained on humans. Oh, I see. oh, humans, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So a few people have <laughs> tried, tried capturing their pets, and I think I see. Uh, I, no uh, animals at this point. Yes. Yeah. No yeah. pets. Got it. Yeah. yeah, if we had a dollar for every time someone asked if we can capture a pet <laughs> through volume, I think we would have self-sustained for years to come. Got um, it. Got but, it. Uh, pets is something that we hear about all the time, uh, but we're only focused, as you can see in my background, on humans yep. right now. Right. Uh, capturing humans um, uh, is, is the focus, mm -hmm. yeah. Got it. And, it yeah. Do, you, do you want to show another example? From... 
Yeah, happy to. Uh, so we also, so because one of the things that I did not touch upon uh, mm -hmm. in terms of democratizing, it also makes it like one, it makes it uh, accessible. It also makes it cost effective to capture anything in 3D because going to a studio and doing the captures or right. buying your models there um, uh, and doing the capture is extremely expensive. So yep. uh, just being able to do this through your smartphone, wherever they, they are, they can capture by themselves or right. you are. You capture yourself uh, also has its um, also important to say that uh, these uh, volograms are not just video you can actually include audio you, you talking and obviously we saw in the previous example but uh, you can put soundtracks whatever you want it's not just the the 3d character you're actually creating a video clip with a 3d character in it yes that's right yeah so audio is uh, a yeah. big part of the experience yeah. as well yeah so here uh, you can see I created, uh, we created um, uh, a, an Instagram campaign for mm -hmm. uh, Hugo, uh, where uh, they, they were launching a new mm -hmm. range of uh, clothing with a campaign called uh, Review the Night, uh, if I don't remember, Reboot the Night. Yeah. Um, and all of these people that you see inside have been captured through volume and then integrated into a 3D platform that they were using to create this experience that you see, you're seeing on Instagram right now. Uh, now, uh, uh, they, they, their 3D team wanted to showcase mm. a new way of using technology, bringing this into fashion, and this is how right. A quick question for, for those of, you know, all the people watching or tuning in, you're using a immersive, the, you know, metaverse platforms like Spatial, is this something that your technology could actually, you can actually record yourself in 3D and actually embed it in a platform like special, you know, all these metaverse platforms? Uh, yes and no. So mm -hmm. uh, we're, uh, we're building different integrations mm. for different platforms now. So whatever you capture inside the app on volume is our own proprietary for a format called .world. And we're building plugins that allow you to uh, convert those files into formats that are mm. integratable in these different platforms. Yeah. So uh, it is possible that it's it's there for your platform. If I it's see. not there, uh, yeah, uh, right. come talk to us and we'll be happy yeah. to uh, no, that's cool. There's, there's a possibility. Quick question about uh, Hugo Boss. You know, for brands that uh, working with you, you mentioned that uh, they use it for uh, awareness, uh, engagement. Can you walk us through, like, what is the how the process looks like? You know, what are their typical business goals, and you know how the production process works? Yeah, uh, I'll just yeah share, stop sharing my yeah. screen. Mm -hmm. uh, happy to talk about that. So the the technology is still in fairly early stages. Yeah. So uh, the process of working with brands involves generating a lot of brand awareness uh, mm -hmm. and a and, uh, decent bit of hand-holding while this is happening. Right. So uh, it's important to understand their goals, identify how we fit in their production pipeline. Mm -hmm. Like you said, uh, if, it is able, if it is possible to integrate the holograms captured through our app uh, into their pipeline or into the platform that they are using or not. Um, 
the typical business goals that we've worked like for, for brands we've worked with revolve around awareness generation, customer engagement, I um, employee engagement or employee training. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's where you, the, the, the brands are finding most value. Now, apart from directly working with brands, which I would say is uh, the lesser of the two different ways we work with brands, uh, the bigger way we work with brands is via studios or creative agencies. Oh, because studios or creative agencies already have the technology expertise mm. to integrate these technologies into Got campaigns. It. And um, generating awareness with brands is like a much bigger task. So you start working with uh, mm -hmm. middlemen like creative agencies so that you can reach multiple brands uh, or with studios so that you can reach multiple brands at the same time while still having the tools mm. to be able to implement a campaign using Volograms. Got it. And what are the typical success criteria that you are tracking uh, when you work with brands? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think, like I said before, it completely boils down to what customers want to use it for. Right. I think teams with different goals will have different KPIs for branding, mm. lead generation, sales, or training ah, or engagement. Right. Um, like for example, one of our clients wanted to showcase their energy installation in VR to mm. their clients and uh, using holograms and a real person inside the experience helped the viewers understand the installations in a much better way because they mm. were directly engaging with a person. So the engagement wow. levels uh, of their experience was really high. Um, another time, it was about engaging fans inside, fans of a sports team mm. inside a stadium when they visit the stadium. So it improved the engagement of the people coming to the stadium, thereby leading to a, an overall better experience for people coming into the teams, uh, coming into the stadium. So it's right. up to the brands to decide what KPIs can this fit best, best for. Right. And uh, first, obviously, try the uh, technology. So mm -hmm. if you're able to generate awareness, you try the technology, that's when these ideas start mm -hmm. kicking in. That's where you start integrating it with your marketing campaigns and start visualizing where it can act at the most value. Got it. And then go on to mm -hmm. uh, yep. related to your KPIs. Like I said, uh, videos can do a lot of things. Uh, sure. Videos can help you generate awareness, generate leads, yep. do anything. Similarly, volumetric video, I think, has mm -hmm. multiple different use cases. It completely depends on how brands, right. brands want to use it. And from your customer research and working and talking to your uh, customers, I'm always curious about uh, what did you find in terms of uh, how this technology makes them feel or think? Okay, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, mm -hmm. I think um, what we've found the most, uh, and I think I was speaking to one of the customers two weeks ago who was building experiences mm -hmm. for uh, for a school uh, in which kids were learning initially through avatars and yep. uh, other digital themes. Mm -hmm. uh, and when they replaced the avatars with real humans, they saw the kids engaging with it better. Uh, and oh, post see. the experience, when they spoke to the kids and tried to understand if they're retaining the information that they received better, the retention of the information is higher as well because you're engaging with a real human inside oh, the experience. See. 
Um, plus, because the technology is still novel, I think the the impact that it creates when you visualize something like this for the first time and you can play with the content, yeah. um, whether it's making the vologram as small as the coffee cup next to yeah. yours, uh, yeah. or probably as big as the um, tallest building around you, uh, it leads it leaves a, a longer lasting impact uh, on anyone. Yeah. yeah, this is like what I call the unlikely combination principle, you know, when you see two elements that are joined together, but they're not really, you know, in real life, you wouldn't find them. So it's kind of creating a sense of surprise and magic. So that's uh, a great way of putting it. Yeah. 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 So for anyone, you know, watching, listening, and that uh, would like to, you know, try it out, what would you say your top three tips uh, for brands looking to try their own volumetric videos? Hmm. I, so the first thing that I would say is try it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. Like you said, we have a free app that allows you to yeah. capture videos. Uh, I always find it hard to explain what volumetric video or what vologram is mm -hmm. to text because it is difficult to do it like that. And um, I think you get the best experience after seeing it. And I've seen explosion of ideas uh, among people after they visualize and try uh, right. creating something of their own. So the I first... See huge tip is just to try, try it, it. Uh, yeah. the app is free mm -hmm. it's on app store just yeah. download it yeah and try it on your own yeah yeah then uh, uh for marketers i think this this might be probably one of the most common things uh that marketers talk about is uh think about how your users and how you want volumetric videos to reach them mm. uh, do you have an app do you want to use web ar because Currently, distribution with AR VR technologies is a little, little limited. I so you need to think about what the best way to distribute the content that you would create is for them. And again, uh, you might not have the information for it. You might not have the knowledge about it yet. And uh, reaching out to people, reaching out to our teams might be yep. the best way to right. learn about it. But you can still and, use the video, you know, in social media platform because it's actually a video clip at the end of the day. So you can treat it as any video. It's just, it has these unique features like the ability to create uh, human characters in different uh, unusual places, but it's still the end result. It's, it's a video clip. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah. creating video yeah. clips uh, can have like different kinds of value, which yeah. probably it, is like the third third tip that I'd like to talk about is, is mm -hmm. the value. I think there are so many campaigns out there using yep. immersive media that just focus on vanity metrics. And while I think that works for some brands, uh, marketers need to really think beyond that and understand and question the value of volumetric right. video and what it brings to their KPIs. And as soon as they start understanding that, they'll be able to implement and uh, integrate volumetric video better into whatever they are doing yeah. for marketing and uh, get value out of it. Yeah, and I can definitely see, you know, this technology also implemented in the, you know, own media properties like uh, your own website uh, or even uh, presentations. <laughs> this is a fantastic platform to surprise your audience with a, a short video clip that uh, of your character popping up from somewhere or... <laughs> You know, giving a message in an unexpected 
place. So I think there's much more than just uh, social media and can really expand your distribution uh, channels uh, in various ways, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good segue into a small uh, insight that I can give. Uh, we're building a new product and mm -hmm. uh, um, it, it's going to allow people to capture holograms and uh, very easily integrate just get a link mm -hmm. to which the, that they can share with people or a QR code that they can integrate on their website, which anyone can scan mm -hmm. and uh, see a vologram of a person that's of importance to do external communications, internal yeah. communications. Uh, like you said, introduce yourself in a presentation yeah. or introduce yourself on your social media as well. So uh, having your QR code on your LinkedIn uh, no, that's amazing. through and reading about <laughs> it uh, they can scan the qr code have you in your living room and uh, hear you talking about yourself um, yeah. with obviously different kinds of call to actions so um, yeah if you're interested in something like that keep an eye out uh, on volograms uh, that's brilliant on and we'll keep you posted wonderful well thank you so much trans this has been a fantastic uh, chat you know i learned so much and I, i'm really excited about this technology i've been testing it myself and you know all the you know the best uh, in your journey with the new park releases and before we go if anyone want to uh, reach out to you uh, with any questions how can they do that i think uh, my linkedin is probably mm -hmm. uh, the best way to reach out to me so uh, Future search for items, trans awesome. holograms. You should be able to find me. Yeah, brilliant. I'm the only trans working at holograms. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Shrans, and for all of you watching or tuning in. You know, I'll see you in the next episode of Visual Storytelling today. Take care. Thanks so much for having me around. Show me. Bye -bye. Bye bye. Visual Storytelling today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told.